Welcome to the My Big Church Podcast. On this podcast, you will hear a message of hope and inspiration from one of our pastors. We hope you enjoy the message. This is the Big Church Podcast. Last week, we, we talked about God wanting to know us and what, what it was to mean to know God. But when we did that, our knowledge got distorted by a choice. And when we took the bad choice and we made the bad choice, which was disobedience, we were separated from God. And until Jesus came along, we had no hope. But I do need some freedom in the house today. Can anybody help me out this morning? Yeah. I, I'm bound by something this morning. I'm about, to come to, I'm about to tell you all. I'm bound by basketball. I have a basketball addiction right now because that's all that's on TV, and that's all that I want to watch on TV. My wife's saying amen up here. So I need to be freed from my basketball. Well, don't free me until about April the 8th or 9th. Come on, y'all know what I'm talking about. After March Madness, after the Final Four, y'all could free me a little bit from basketball. That's a message right there. We can know God, we can know Jesus, and we can still be struggling to find freedom. In the church world today, we come to know God, we know the knowledge of Him, we get saved, and we start having a personal relationship with Him. But that doesn't mean that all of a sudden our life is lollipops and roses, right? It means that we are still going to have some struggles. Why do we have struggles? Because we're human. Because we're just in this flesh and we're, we're normal and we, we're just human. But what we want to do most of the time is we live in a microwave society, right? We want to pop it in the microwave. And we want to make sure that it only takes about 45 seconds to a minute and, and, and get it quick fix. But a lot of times what you'll find out when you come to Jesus and finding that freedom, God can heal in a second. God can take care of something just like that. But most of the time, the healing and the freedom that you're looking for all comes from a process. If you're around here long enough, you're going to find out. We're going to talk about being in and staying in the process because nothing is... Everybody wants to be a millionaire overnight. Come on, the reality shows tell us we're going to be millionaires in six months. And we want everything. We want to own the company. We want all those things. But a lot of times, that's not what happens. But when we started this thing... We heard the word real, and the word real means not artificial or fake. And here's the thing. If people knew who we used to be, I, I'm not qualified to stand where I'm standing right here. She's not qualified. If you listen to our past and, and you knew the things that we had went through in our life, you might, some of you religious folks might have even turned the, turned the hearing aid down and said, okay, I can listen to him because he's been there, they've been there, they've done that. God qualifies the unqualified. God wants to take you in your mess, in your unfree state right now, and he wants to bring you to a place where he can use you for his glory. When we heard the word real, and, and, and a lot of times, you know what you do is people say, can I be real with you? What does that usually end up being the next one? They're about to tell you something that you need to probably hear or something they think you probably ought to hear, Right? And then we hear also, let's be real. But when we start talking about being real, do you really want that? Yeah. Is that something we really want? Do you really want to be real? Because we can say it all day and we can act it all day. You know why we don't want to be real? Because that word is uncomfortable. Yes. And that word is ugly at times. That word, let me, can I just enlighten you on something? Transformation, sorry, transformation is messy. Church 
is messy. I'm looking out at a bunch of messes. Hey, I'm pointing my hands back here. Transformation, if you want to come into a perfect house, you are not going to find that in this place. If you're looking for a perfect pastor, you will not find it standing right up here Sunday after Sunday. Transformation is a mess, and Jesus meets you in the middle of your mess. Church is messy. Would you rather look good than deal? You know what I saw on, it? I saw on Instagram the other day? They, get, they make men's spanks. And I thought to myself, 1995. I can look so good for 1995. But do I really want to cover up what I need to work on? A lot of times we can put it, we, we put a pretty smile on our face and, and we put our spanks on and we we our spiritual spanks and we got our smiles all up and we think nobody's gonna ever get to us. And I'm telling you one thing right now, God says if you want to heal, you can't pose and you can't Photoshop it. We want to pose on, on, on all of our social media. We want to make sure that we look good, right? How many take about 46 pictures before you get the two you're gonna put on? I see some hands going, you want me taking no pictures because all my pictures are bad. But what do you do? You Photoshop and you edit and you do all of this stuff to put your best face out there when all of a sudden in the backside of you, you know, that's not really what I look like. Whew, I'm preaching hard in the house this morning. You can't not heal if you won't reveal the real you. Until you reveal that thing, when, when, you, when you walk into a place and, and, and you want to get freedom from something, you have to come to the people that have been through the Al- Alcoholics Anonymous and, and, and the drug programs. And the first thing they make you do is what? You acknowledge that you have a problem. Until you acknowledge you have a problem, you'll never get any freedom from that problem. Jesus was on a mission. You know what his mission was? I'm about to tell you. Glad you asked. His mission was freedom. Luke 4, 17, and I love the the way she kind of talked about this morning because I like to interpret the Bible the way that I think it is too myself. You know, sometimes it's the gospel according to Richard, but y'all don't get get religious on me here. But I want you to take a picture of what's getting ready to happen here. Jesus is walking up in the synagogue, and he is this dirty carpenter, that nobody really knows about. He's walking up in amongst the people who know everything, right? You ever been around those people that know everything? Yes. All you got to do is ask them, remember? Luke 4, 17 says this. And he was handed the book, which is the Bible at their time, of the prophet Isaiah. And when he opened the book, he found the place where it is written. Verse 18. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives, the recovery of sight to the blind, to set at liberty those who oppressed, to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. I like 20. He then closed the book. He gave it back to the attendant, and then he sat down. And all the eyes in the synagogues were fixed upon him. What kind of looks do you think Jesus just got? He was up there telling the people who know everything what was going on. He said, I'm about to tell you what's happening here. He says, today it's been fulfilled. Boom, he dropped the mic. 
and he walked down and he sat down. I would be one of those people. Come on. I would be one of those people that would be saying, it's me. It's me. I'm the one, but not Jesus because he showed humility there. He said, today, this prophecy has been fulfilled. Years of bondage, years of religion had been called out. All the rituals of going through all the motions and and doing all the right things and and looking good on the outside. He said, all the sacrifices. Listen, you've been bringing things when I've been wanting you. You've been bringing the lambs and the goats and the chickens and whatever else they sacrificed at the time. But he says, I'm not looking for all of those physical things. I'm looking for you, yourself. We look good. They were all looking good up in the synagogue. They, they were missing the point, though. They knew all the scriptures, and the Old Testament for thousands of years had foretold what was happening, but they couldn't see it. They needed freedom. They couldn't see it. So he took the freedom message when the, when, when the church folk wouldn't listen, when the religious folk wouldn't listen, when the people around him who he thought might listen to him, he said, okay, peace out. I'm going to go find some people that will listen to me. He took the mission and he passed by the synagogue. He passed by the perfect people. He passed by the religious people. And in Luke 5:31, he said this, Jesus answered and said to them, those who are well don't need a physician, but those that are sick. Jesus came. If you're, if you're not sick, you're not going to the doctor, Right? A lot of people are coming to church because they're sick. This is a hospital for the sick. If there's something wrong with you, this is the best place that you possibly could be in. Oh, I'm not just preaching up church. I'm telling you, there's things in your life right now when you want freedom, you just got to change your schedule around a little. I'm preaching better than y'all are clapping. He said, I'm going to the poor, not just the poor people. I'm going to the poor in spirit. He said, I'm going to the lame and not just the ones that are walking around with a limp. I'm walking, talking to the ones that are lame and nobody can see their affliction. I'm going to the blind, not just the physically blind, but the people who cannot see like you guys right now. Not you, the Pharisees. Oh, I about, I about really got a shoe thrown at me. I'm going to the sin sick. He went to where they were. And here's some good news. He can come to where you are. Let me read, let me read Isaiah 61 to you. The spirit of the Lord is upon me because he gave, he's actually, this is the, he just had repeated what Isaiah 61 said, but I want you you to hear this. The spirit of the Lord is upon me because the Lord has anointed me to preach good news. I got good news for you today. You're living in a world of bad news. God says, I'm about to bring you some good news. Good news to the poor. He sent me to heal the brokenhearted. A lot of times what you see, the healing, you don't see people's hearts that are broken. You don't see their, what's going on on the inside. People put on their masks and their spanks and everything else and try to look the best way they do. Put the smile on their face, but you don't know. Jesus said, I'm about to say, wipe all of that stuff up. I want to heal the brokenhearted. He said, I'm about to open the doors. I'm going to open the doors that you've closed or somebody has closed for you. I got news for you this week, this year right now. This is the year of the open door right here in your life. You may have had it kicked shut. You may have, she's got a better high kick than I do. You may have had it it kicked shut in your face and maybe you think that door will never open again. But I'm telling you this one, when you get in where God wants you to be this year, freedom is going to open some doors for you. She encouraged me, I mean, she encouraged me to add this little part in here. Have you ever been knocked down? 
Have you ever been knocked down in life? Have you ever been physically knocked down? I remember when I was about 13, I was boxing. And all I remember was waking up. <laughs> Apparently, I got hit pretty hard because, man, I just woke up. I was like, hey, we're, hey, what's going on? And they were fanning me, and they were putting ice on me. And I was like, I've been, I was knocked down and out, but I got back up. <laughs> but <laughs> I was knocked out, wasn't I? I didn't stay down, though. But when, you, but when you become a Christian, you stepped into the ring whether you wanted to or not. When you became a Christian, you said, I'm going toe-to-toe, bell-to-bell with the, with the enemy, and I don't care who's standing in my way. Freedom comes by not giving up. Any MMA fans in the house? Oh, we got a bunch in this one. Okay, here we go. I was watching a fight one time, and these two guys were fighting, and they were going at it. Man, I'm telling you what, this this guy was getting the heck beat out of him. I mean, he was bloodied and battered and all of this stuff. And I mean, it went on for three rounds. I'm going to encourage you about something. Listen, going on for three rounds with about 20 seconds to go, the guy started getting all cocky, right? Like the enemy does. He tries to come up and you come on, I got you. I got you. You're never going to get over that addiction. You're never going to get over that oppression. You're never going to get over that. He started putting his hands down. He started getting all cocky and running around and running his mouth. And he put his guard down. And he went to swing. And this guy went, boom, knocked him out, won the fight. Even though you may look on the outside like you ain't winning the fight, there is knockout power in one punch. I'm telling you this morning, you may be down, but you're definitely not out. I want to spell something out to you here. Don't you love autocorrect? Anybody got autocorrect on their phone? And somebody being like, no, yeah. I love it because I can't spell. And sometimes what I do is I love to talk to text. Anybody else like to talk to text in here? How many of you have got has talk to text got you in trouble? Oh my gosh, I have sent some talk to text out before, and I won't even tell you what one of them said, but it, it was not good from a pastor. And I had to say, uh, sorry about that. I really didn't mean what I just said. But what I love about autocorrection and talk to text is no matter where you are, God can correct that which you put yourself into. You might have been, maybe your life has been spelled wrong. Come on, maybe you've spelled it wrong. Maybe somebody has spelled it wrong for you. But when you get with the Holy Spirit and you allow him to have autocorrect in your life, he starts to say, okay, I'm going to correct you here, over here. Here we go, here we go. That's what the Holy Spirit does. He corrects us and he leads us. So I'm going to spell freedom to you today God's way. Let's talk about F. Forgetting the past. Sometimes you just got to let it all go. Well, Pastor Rich, that's easier said than done. I realize that. But what unforgiveness does, it keeps you bound. Forgiveness frees you. And it keeps you locked up when you can't let something go. Let's talk about restoration, R. God wants to restore your life. He doesn't want to just take a broken, junky thing and and just kind of put it together a little bit and and, and throw a a part, an aftermarket part on. I'm an old car salesman here. Aftermarket part on it. He wants to make you brand new. He wants to renew you. He wants to let you to begin again and resume. God, this is going to free you. God wants to undo what you did. 
He wants to undo what you did. Isaiah 58, 6 says this, to loose the bounds of wickedness, to undo the heavy burdens, to let the oppressed go free, that you can break every yoke or every burden that's on you. Any golfers in the house? How many of y'all need any mulligans when you're out on the course? I go, I better take about 100 with me. What a mulligan is, it means that you can drop your ball if you make a bad shot. God is the God of the mulligan. Because when I go golfing, I'm in the water, I'm in the woods, I'm, I have to take about 20 balls with me because I don't know where they end up. But God is the God of the mulligan. God is the God of the do-over. God is the God of the comeback. Oh, Jesus is good. E expanding. We got to grow and we have to see things from a new perspective. When you get saved, you got to start letting your eyes start seeing something not the way that they've always seen it. Your point of view has to change when you come to Christ. You can't keep looking at that old thing. You can't keep being that old person because your mind, the Bible says you have to renew your mind. Pastor, that is so hard to do. I know it's hard to do. There's times when I try to renew my mind and see things from a new perspective and I got somebody hollering in my ear and it's not my wife telling me that's wrong. You'll never do that. She's very encouraging. It's not her. It's the devil. Your life, maybe you've always been one way. Well, God wants to turn you out and take you the other way. We can't use that as an excuse. I've always been this way. I've, I've said that. When we first got married, that was kind of, kind of one of my excuses is I've always been this way. Well, she said, your way sucks. <laughs> your way is not good. But after I started seeing it, I started seeing that she's right about 20% of the time. <laughs> and I did have to change some things. But God does not want us to stay one way. He's wanting to take us his way. But God, brings, but God is about to bring back enthusiasm into your life, E. He doesn't want us to barely get by. We live in this world right now, and I grew up in the old Church of God days, and, and you know I've got a cabin on a mountain, and I'm ready for my... God does not want us to live our lives on this earth right now barely getting by. He says, I want you to have joy unspeakable and full of glory, not in heaven right now on earth. I want you to walk in a room and you change the world with laughter and peace. He said, I'll give you peace on earth. Not just one day. Why does he want you to have enthusiasm? Because you've got a new destination, D. You're going new places. The old places you used to go are starting to dry up and starting to change. There are some things in your life, if you come to know Jesus, that's going to start drying up in your life. And some of y'all are going to fight that dry up. You're going to fight that resistance. But God says, I'm drying it up for a reason. I'm moving this out of your way for a reason because I got somewhere for you to go and you can't drag that in with you where I'm taking you. Oh, you got to open your mind to new beginnings. Don't be stuck in the old way you've always thought. You know why? Because M, there are miracles. I'm looking at a room full of miracles today. But pastor, I don't feel like a miracle. Some of you shouldn't be sitting in this room right now. Somebody, a doctor, told you you should have been dead 10 years ago. I'm looking at miracles in this room. 
Somebody told you you'd never amount to nothing and you almost committed suicide, but you didn't. You're a miracle. You're sitting here today. You know what all that spells? That spells freedom. When you start spelling the way God wants you to spell, that is what you get. But I want you, I'm going to challenge you something here with this. Listen, let's all stand if we would. History tells us that after the Civil War, the slaves were free. They went on the plantations and they told them, I said, listen, what the old way that you used to be, you don't have to do, you don't have any borders anymore. You can go outside of where you want to go. You can go any place that you wanted to be. You can go anywhere. But do you know what they did? Many of them just stayed right there where they're at. You know why? Because they were comfortable in their captivity. Because it's all they had ever known. Some of them had been born into this, and some of it has all that they knew. But God has said to this, I'm asking you today, are you sitting in a cell today? Sometimes we're sitting in our jail cell of shame and regret and disappointment and depression and, and disobedience, and we're just feeling sorry for ourselves. We're saying, is this all there is? Is this all there is? But I'm telling you to do this. When Jesus comes into your life, he unlocks the door. But what happens is, is we sit in our comfortable recliner because it feels good. We sit in the old ways that we've always done things. And God is saying, if you'll just walk towards the door, all you got to do is just push it open. Yeah. It's open. In many cases, God unlocked your door years ago. Yeah. Mm. Come on, it's a word for somebody in here. God unlocked your doors many years ago. Some of them he's already unlocked in the last few months. All he is saying in the spirit right now is get up and push it open. Yes. Jesus is the key. And the key to freedom is going to the door and not staying in that junk anymore and going through the door because he said in the word, I am the door. Yes. My God, he's the key. He's the door. He's everything to the house. Yes. You want your house to be changed? And then right now go through the right door because he's already opened it for you. Jesus said, I'm the door. But the way you find freedom is being real with God. You can fake it till you make it with other people. You can talk about it and you can act like there's no big deal. But when you start getting real with God, accountability plus responsibility equals freedom. When you start getting real with God and saying, God, here I am, the messed up, jacked up, dumb person that I am sometimes. I'm just here. I need you to help me out. Can you help a brother out sometimes? They're going to sing a song here in just a minute. And one part of that song, it says, leave behind your regrets and mistakes. There's so many things that we're packing on our back and we're trying to trudge through life and we got chains wrapped around us. And God just says, man, I've unlocked that stuff. Will you let it go? Leave behind your regrets and mistakes. You've carried them so long they've been attached to you. God says, I'm about to free some. 
I got news for you this morning. I heard in the first service, there were some things that got broke off some people. I'm hearing in the spirit right now that if you will allow God, key word, if you will allow God to break something off in your life today, that he says, I'm about to change something that years of, that years have been piled up on you. I'm about to change it in a moment. It's up to you. I'm asking you this morning as they get ready to sing. You know, we always give an altar call and, 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 and we had several people around the altar. But I'm asking you, sometimes getting free from something, you got to take a bold step to get it. Sometimes a bold step means to walk out of that comfortable place in the back, that walk out of that comfortable place over here on the third row. And if you want to, just join us up here right now. You don't have to get down on your knees. You don't have to do... I'm asking you right now that if you want freedom, there's freedom in the front of this room this morning. We hope you enjoyed this message on the My Big Church podcast. We thank everyone who has given to support this ministry. To find out more about how to support financially or more about Big Church, you may visit our website, mybigchurch.com. If you live in the Louisville, Kentucky area and don't have a church home, we would love to have you as our guest at Big Church. We are located at 7209 Faganbush Lane in Louisville, and we have worship services at 945 and 1130 every Sunday. Thank you again for listening to the My Big Church podcast.